Welcome back to Kindled. I'm your host, Haley. Today, I have an excellent episode for you with my guest, Doreen Virtue. And if you are not familiar with her, you're about to be. Uh, she will she will explain her testimony and tell you the whole story, um, or at least uh, the high points of the story in this conversation. And she has an entire book uh, outlining her testimony called um, Deceived No More. It's an excellent book. I've read it. Definitely recommend that. But this is an episode that is really close to my heart because um, we all know someone who is uh, playing with, toying with, towing the line of the new age and perhaps even doing a lot more than towing the line. Perhaps you know someone who is deeply embedded in this network of beliefs and you are struggling with what to say, how to approach them, whether you should um, and you may be somewhat hopeless that there is is really any way out. And Doreen's testimony and her story that you're going to hear today is is going to uplift you. It's going to encourage you because it's going to show you that what you already know to be true, that God is sovereign and he saves whom he will. And that all who he will call unto himself will come unto him. And Doreen was among those, and uh, it's just, it's one of my favorite testimonies of a a modern-day believer, someone who is alive today, um, because it's so incredibly powerful and because God is now using Doreen so um, effectively to call others out of that deception and to expose the darkness that is masquerading as light in the new age. So I'm really excited for you to hear this conversation. I'm so grateful that she spent some time talking with me on Kindled and bringing this testimony to, uh, to you guys. So the only other thing I want to mention before I let you hear our conversation is that I always appreciate any ratings or reviews that you leave uh, the podcast on Apple Podcasts, leaving a star rating and a few words about why you listen or what you enjoy or what episode has been impactful for you uh, really helps the algorithm show this podcast to other listeners who would be likely to listen and then they can find it and uh, start listening along with everybody else. So thank you in advance for doing that. The very last thing I will mention is that I am taking a break from publishing new episodes in the month of December and possibly January. I actually do this every year. I always take December off and also I take off a couple months in the summer when my kids are home from school. And uh, this year I have a little bit of an extra reason to take some time off because we are moving uh, and so there's going to be a lot happening in the month of December. So I, I necessarily, I have to take December off and I may choose to take January off just to get some projects done, enjoy, you know, that being in a new house and, um, it's a bit of a fixer upper. So we have, uh, our work cut out for us and that is putting it lightly. It's going to be an interesting winter. It'll be really fun actually. But, um, all that to say, I will Finish out November with new content, and then you will hear from me again either after the first of the year or in February. And that will be the mark of four years of Kindled. So there will be a lot to celebrate then as well. Okay, that is everything I have. So here's my conversation with Doreen Virtue. All right, today on Kindled, I'm chatting with Doreen Virtue. Doreen, thank you so much for joining me today. It's my pleasure, Haley. So before we get started, I would love for you to introduce yourself to listeners and tell them who you are and a little bit about your life. Okay. Well, I was a um, 
actually I was the top selling new age author at the time that I was saved. And I don't say that to brag, um, but just to give context to how amazing that my life was transformed by Jesus and the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to go on Oprah, CNN, um, the view uh, all around the world. I was being flown first class and speaking in front of audiences of several thousand people almost every weekend for about 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband and I, we thought we were Christians. We called ourselves Christians. We used Bible verses out of context. We, prayed to Jesus, but it wasn't the real Jesus. It was this new age, false Jesus. Mm -hmm. And um, I had products, um, 70 products, books and angel cards sold in 38 languages. Um, Unfortunately, some people are still selling them. Uh, If they were self-published, they would have been taken down immediately after Mm -hmm. I was saved, but they're licensed out to others. And so I'm involved in um, kind of a a, spiritual warfare and such Mm -hmm. to get them down so what I do now is I talk to people about new age deception as particularly that professing Christians are tangled up in. Yeah. Right. Which is, you know, unfortunately uh, something that we've, every Christian today really kind of needs to become somewhat of an expert in because it is everywhere. Uh, the, the new age is really in, has infiltrated the church and maybe that's not even the right word because it has actually kind of been ushered in by a lot of churches, including our former church uh, that began teaching us the Enneagram as small group leaders. You know, that's where I heard what the Enneagram was, was from a, a leadership retreat at church. And I mean, I got sucked into that for um, about two years, just being thinking this is compatible with my faith and that my church taught it to me. My, my you know, my pastor was behind it and it was integrated into uh, the, the culture there so much that it, it really just, there seemed to be no contradiction. And, you know, and I know that my story is not unique. I know that there's so many people who have had something similar happen. Yes. Um, and a lot of people use their litmus test of whether it's okay to practice these things as a Christian based on whether it seems to be helpful and accurate and feel good. Mm-hmm. And none of those are biblical parameters. It, it really comes down to only about 5%, according to studies of Christians, professing Christians have actually read the whole Bible. Mm-hmm. I was one of them. I had read bits and pieces of the Bible throughout my whole life. I, I was raised with a King James Bible and, and such. And, and yet, if you don't read the whole Bible, it's really tough to know the overarching biblical theology of why God condemns and commands against these practices. And it really comes down to that we're to trust God and nothing else and to glorify God and not ourselves. So the Enneagram that you mentioned is all about glorifying the self. It's all about trying to fix your marriage, fix your relationships, understand yourself from your own flesh, from your own works. And that's not how God designed us. Right. Uh, we're to lean on him and, and pray for wisdom with him. And, and the Bible gives really clear parameters of men loving and respecting their wives and vice versa, women having a quiet, gentle spirit. Um, and when we go against God's creation order and, and, and what he has intended, things get messed up and we're not going to fix them through things like the Enneagram. Uh, the new age is all about trying to predict and control the future. It's all about mm-hmm. trying to manifest through law of attraction, the secret, um, trying to predict the future through angel cards, tarot cards, astrology, horoscopes, 
um, divination, mm -hmm. pendulums, crystals. And so it's just all about trying to play God. It's Genesis three repeated over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you put that so succinctly. It really is. Did God really say, and introducing uh, question marks where God has put periods and uh, it's such a uh, attractive thing to so many people who do not know their Bibles. And it, it does promise to offer all kinds of things that sound like even biblical values, like peace, um, you know, uh, power, love, knowledge, you know, all these secret, special knowledge, all these things that the Bible does talk about some of the uses these words, but obviously defines them very differently and does not mean for us to go asking angels to, to, to give us these things or, or, you know, the like. That's absolutely true. And you said exactly what's going on in the new age um, is that desire for secret, special wisdom or information. And that's what Satan tempted Eve with in the garden was that if she would just eat the forbidden fruit, that she could know things that she could yeah. get the secret wisdom. And the devil is really just kind of this boring, but evil genius. He keeps repeating that same lie that, oh, if you'll read this manuscript, you can get the secret wisdom. If you'll use these cards or go to the psychic or use the Enneagram, mm -hmm. you'll get the secret special wisdom that nobody else has. So you'll be special. It's all that glorifying self. Mm -hmm. Look, there's no secret wisdom. I'm 63 years old. I was in the new age most of my life. I was saved in 2017. So what would that make me about 58 years old? I spent all those years searching for secret wisdom. I would go mm. to old antiquarian bookstores, Haley, and I would look into these old occult books and old re world religion books. And I was looking everywhere. Where, where's the secret? Where's the truth? I knew it wasn't in the modern books because I toured with all those folks. I mm. toured with, with all the folks who wrote the Celestine Prophecy and the secret and everything. I knew they didn't have it because I could see mm. how they were living. But mm. it, I was convinced it was in an old book and it was what I was looking for, the answers were in the old book, the Bible. And it had been on my shelf the whole time. That was, right. that was what made me do, you know, a face palm when I finally mm -hmm. read the Bible. And there in Deuteronomy 18, with Moses, just kind of explaining the 10 commandments, which are still for today, um, that we are not to in, in getting involved at all with trying to interpret omens or signs. I was doing that. We're not to involve, be involved with divination. I was doing that. We're not to be involved with mediumship. I was doing that. I mean, all the things I was doing, Haley, it said right there in Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 12, that I, I personally was an abomination detestable to God because mm -hmm. I was involved in those practices. I was floored and broken when I discovered that, because mm -hmm. up till that point, people were telling me that my angel cards helped them, that my books helped them, that my psychic readings I did on stage everywhere and on radio everywhere, that it was helping them. So I thought, well, I'm helping people, so I must be helping God. You know, mm -hmm. in the new age, you get this right. really narcissistic belief that it's up to you to save the world, that you're yeah. here to, to, to help God to save the world. And that's just cuckoo bananas that's just mm -hmm. crazy to think that god needs our help god mm -hmm. doesn't need our help we need god and i needed yeah. to be humbled in that way and deuteronomy 18 humbled me necessarily and i i just got on my knees and i cried and i said i don't know what i'm doing obviously so please forgive me and please save me please mm -hmm. lord jesus take over my life and 
And then I just kept studying the Bible and every day I read it and I went to seminary. I just graduated with a master's in theology from Western Seminary. And it's just like, it's endless pouring over the Bible and the Holy Spirit illuminating scriptures to, Mm -hmm. to convict us and to show us his way. Yeah, man, it's so powerful. Um, I, I'm still, every time I hear your story, I'm just, I'm so thankful that God, you know, it just is evidence and testimony to his um, his love and his patience, because he knew that he was pursuing you and that he would ultimately have you, um, after 58 years of walking, you know, in, in opposition to his word. And yet he was faithful and he, he completed the work that he began. And so that's so, it's just so powerful and, and encouraging to those of us who have friends or family members that are still very much caught up in some of these ideas, even if they don't realize it, um, you know, I think that what is so, um, one of the things that is so attractive about the new age to people is that it, it has, it's so positive. Everything is so positive, you know, and, and it sounds so, uh, it sounds so good. And it sounds kind of aligned with uh, a biblical worldview because they talk a lot about like love and light. And of course these words all have very different definitions, um, when these people say them, but, I see that a lot of Christians um, get really tripped up or even nominal Christians, people who are maybe seeking truth and they stumble across some sort of new age teaching and they get a little off track and then they're a lot off track and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. they're reading angel cards or, um, you know, using what's that thing where they sage and they like cleanse a home or, you know, just these different little practices that to them just seem like these, um, this, these nice traditions to kind of bring into their faith and kind of bring in these, these rich historical practices or whatever. Like I, I think people think they're on the right track, but then very quickly really get into a dark, scary place. And, and I know yeah. people that this has happened to, and it is, they are unaware that what they are dabbling in when they, um, when they, you know, practice yoga or learn the Enneagram or uh, burn their sage or pray to angels, they're, they're very unaware that they're actually engaging with real spiritual darkness and that our very real and present enemy. Um, could you speak to that reality? Cause I know you were yeah. in this world and you lived that. Um, yep. So what was that like? What was that like for you? Yeah, that's a great point, Haley. Thank you. Um, when I was in the new age, it, it was all about what can I manifest, which means what can I, what material possessions can I have? What symbols of success could I have? So, so I was shopping on fifth Avenue in New York and I was going to Milan and I was like head to toe Prada Cavalli, you know, all, all the high end. And I had a 50 acre ranch in Hawaii. I thought I'd live there forever. I mean, it, money was no object. It was just coming in hand over fist. I was spending it faster than I was making it. Unfortunately, but, um, you know, and, and I thought, well, I'm donating money and I'm rescuing animals. So I'm a good person. So I'm going to heaven, mm-hmm. which is the litmus for new agers. Are you a good person um, or not? And, and so what I thought was that was God's blessing on me, having all that worldly success. I was the top selling new age author. Um, my books were just selling like gangbusters. Everything I touched seemed to have the Midas touch. And I thought that was God saying, okay, what you're doing is good. Now I know that that's how the devil works with his demons is that um, they, they make instant success out of some of these mega preachers that are, excuse me, that are preaching a false gospel and, uh, 
And it seems like they're successful with all their big old churches with multiple campuses. But if they're not, um, if they're not, you know, John gave us the test and it's in first John four to test the spirits. And it is, if you're proclaiming Jesus correctly or not, I was not, I was talking about Jesus in my books and my speeches and videos, but I would always call him an ascended master, which is a new age buzz term for a religious figure like Buddha or Krishna or, you know, our Lord Jesus who, um, ascended and are now helping us and we can call on them like personal spirit guides Mm. and they all work together that's how the new age views jesus and so it's the false jesus that was prophesied um and if you listen to a lot of these successful preachers they're teaching a false jesus too who promises health and wealth in exchange to for donating to their ministry and that's not jesus at all we have to read the bible we have to compare everything to the bible so i was um, since I was a child growing up in this false cult called Christian science, not to be confused with Scientology, you know, Tom Cruise and all that. Mm. So, Christian science is an ancient um, religion made by a woman, should be our first clue. And uh, she said that she finally cracked the code of the Bible and how Jesus healed and she was going to save the world by teaching others. And my mom is still in that religion, hook, line and sinker. She was a professional practitioner and and a, the equivalent of the pastor of our church when I was growing up and I was forced to go, but I was all in, I, I believed in Christian science and it it's the same as uh, new age. It's basically neo-gnosticism, which is a belief that spirit is real and good and matter is unreal and bad and hmm. doesn't really exist. And so um, anyway, um, I, I had, because of that demonic upbringing, I had all these supernatural experiences my whole life where I would see visions of people and I thought they were angels. I now know they were demons pretending mm-hmm. to be angels and they don't, demons don't come to you looking like, you know, a devil costume or anything. They, they come as second Corinthians eleven fourteen says they come masquerading as angels of light. So I was completely deceived but I was giving really accurate readings to people. Like I said, I would go, I would be transported first class to all these places around the world. And I'd go into these auditoriums where there'd be thousands of people who'd pay money to get a ticket to see me. And I would give readings to people in the audience and I would accurately tell them the name of their deceased loved ones. I would accurately tell them that their, what their hobby was and that it would be their career And I mean, I didn't know these people. I couldn't even see them half the time because it was a dark auditorium or they'd be on the the radio asking for a reading. Um, And so I figured because it seemed to help people and it was accurate that it must be from God. And that's why I warn people, it's not how you test it. You don't Mm -hmm. test it that way. Angel cards seem accurate and seem to help. They are from the devil. Um, Enneagram seems to help and seems accurate. It's from the devil. All these things that that I talk about. So, so I didn't know I was working for the devil. I didn't know I was the devil's child as Jesus calls Mm -hmm. them. Um, I didn't know any of that until I read Deuteronomy 18 and I knew it was the truth. And I knew that I was a wretched, horrible sinner who deceived millions of people unknowingly. And, um, and then, then what happened was that these so-called angels started turning on me and I had this spiritual warfare like I had never heard of or experienced in my whole life. Everything had been fine before then. It, 
I used to brag, I have no problems, everything's good. Well, it turned around immediately. Um, they, I could feel these little presences, that's all I could say, and they kept me up at night, I couldn't sleep. Um, people on the internet, because I, I'm really transparent, so immediately I started talking about my transformation and reading the Bible on my weekly videos. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and so people started attacking me on social media and all these love and light people who the day before said that I was a gift from God suddenly told me that I was, um, you know, the devil herself, that I was deluded. Mm-hmm. I, I must've gone through government mind control. It must be menopause. It must be Saturn return. It must be cause I wanted attention or money. I mean, I was being attacked. I still am. And people were making up these horrible, weird stories about me. My family who were new age stopped talking to me. My friends who were new age stopped talking to me. I mean, my whole life was shattered materially. Yeah. My my publisher fired me. Uh, I lost the ranch. My husband and I had to scramble because we were taking care of my mom and dad. And so we had to find a place where they could be with us and that we could afford. And we even that place we found we could no longer afford. So we moved again. And I mean, it's just been one thing after another since I got saved and that's spiritual warfare. But at the same time, because I know that's not a good advertisement for people to come to Jesus. Sure. But at the same time, I found what I had been looking for all those years, but never finding in the new age, I found peace, true peace that I would get temporarily through a yoga class or temporarily through an Eastern meditation uh, process. I would get temporarily through Mm -hmm. new age kind of prayers but I found this lot lasting peace that has kept me strong and centered in Christ through these storms and has given me the boldness to speak out against the new age when there's tremendous pressure on me not to speak out about the new age. And, yeah. and so I found the answers I was looking for. In the Bible, I finally found why we're here, what our purpose is, what happens after we die, who is God, who is Jesus, all these things I'd been searching for and never finding, they're, the, they're there in the Bible. And, and mm-hmm. you can get the Bible for free on your phone as an app. I mean, it doesn't cost anything except for your time. And, and now what I do is um, Bible before breakfast. First thing in the morning, I just go right to the Bible and read for about, I don't know, 15 minutes to maybe a half hour a day out of the Reformation study Bible because it's got commentary on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then I pray about it, ask the Holy Spirit to have that go into my heart and to explain it. And I get on my knees after that and pray and I repent. And uh, that's my daily life since 2017. And, yeah. uh, and the peace is like the Bible says, it surpasses understanding. Right. I want to let you know about our first sponsor of today. And that is Cornerstone Curriculum. This is one that I am so excited to share with you because it has a very special place in my heart. I get asked all the time by listeners of this show and people on Instagram, where did you learn to think this way? I want to make sure my kids can think critically about the issues you talk about on this show. The answer, aside from the gospel of Jesus Christ and the word of God, is Cornerstone Curriculum. As a high schooler, I was fortunate enough to get to complete their complete high school curriculum, Worldviews of the Western World. This holistic approach to education teaches a biblical worldview and the Bible's answers to today's biggest cultural issues. It teaches young people critical thinking and philosophy. It trains and makes disciples and leaders for the next generation. 
In this curriculum, students begin an integrated study of literature, philosophy, government, economics, history, geography, science, and art, showing how the ideas of each era shaped society holistically. This approach is far superior to a traditional school setting where subjects are separated into individual classes. Students who complete this program will be equipped to reason and think critically on any subject, and they will be prepared to stand firm for Christ in the 21st century. I cannot wait for the day my girls are old enough to start this curriculum. I cannot recommend it enough, and I would urge you to check out their website, cornerstonecurriculum.com, and use the code KINDLED for 5% off anything you order from their site. Whether your kids are in elementary or even in the middle of high school, Cornerstone Curriculum has resources to help you equip them today. Uh, So definitely check out their website, cornerstonecurriculum.com. Use KINDLED for 5% off. Right. And you just described, you know, that your life before Christ, you arguably had literally everything that most people search for in this life as kind of a means to, uh, uh of feeling like they made it or having a successful life or have it being fulfilled. You know, I mean, a ranch in Hawaii being flown all around the world, having famous friends being on TV shows. I mean, literally just being at the top of your field, you were there yeah, and yet you did not have peace. You did not have happiness or joy in your life. You were still searching. And, and the funny thing is like, I love that you said that you knew it wasn't from the modern teachers because you were already, you saw those people were living and um, you know, I've read your book. So I, I, I know what you're talking about. They, they just lived these extravagant lifestyles and, you know, got wasted, but they were miserable. And Mm -hmm. And it's just so interesting that, you know, I I, I don't know for, for all of us, I mean, it's that lie is so easy to believe that, uh, that the world can offer you something. And that if you just, you know, give up a little bit of the truth, then you can actually achieve happiness or wealth and, you know, health and wealth. And that's even the prosperity gospel is, um, you know, obviously that, that Jesus wants you to be wealthy and to have a big house. And he wants you to be, uh, you know, healthy and live a, a nice long life. Um, and unfortunately, uh, that, that life, you know, continues today and is a lot of people are still under the deception of that. Um, so how you got out and you started, you know, a life actually pursuing Christ. Um, I know that you still have some family members that are still in the new age. I'm just curious. Cause I don't know if I've heard you talk about this, like how, how do you, engage with, you know, that conversation with friends or family that are still in that world today. And cause I know you speak publicly, mm-hmm. um, and you are just, you know, unashamed of, of sharing the truth, but, you know, I, I imagine that those relationships, um, obviously are, are a little bit different in how those have to be handled. So what wisdom can you share with us about that? Yeah, well, um, I'll, I'll be just real transparent. Um, a lot of my new age family does not speak to me at all. And I'm blocked from their lives. And it's, mm. it's a, a really heavy burden I carry that I give to God daily. And I pray for them day and night. So I'm not so sure that my method was the best. Mm. Um, but what I can say is that new agers really like to be prayed over. They really like it. So, you know, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. There's no salvation without someone knowing the gospel that, A, that they're a sinner who's broken God's laws, and B, that they need Jesus, who's the only sinless, fully man, fully God, who came to earth to die 
for us in our place to take the sacrifice, the punishment that we all deserve for the sin that we've all committed. And that he rose from the dead three days later, he ascended to the right hand of the Father, and he will come back to judge us all. And only those of us who have repented and have faith and believe in Jesus as our Lord and Savior will be saved. The New Age teaches that everyone goes to heaven if you're a good person, if you recycle and you're good to animals, that you're going to heaven. It doesn't work that way. As you know, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. And that's the biggest warning that we can give to New Agers. But how do you tell them that without them shutting down? And the other tidbit I want to say is that when you evangelize to a New Ager, they will be evangelizing right back to you. Mm -hmm. They will be selling the New Age to you as the path of positivity. Because mm -hmm. the, the New Age God is being positive. And the dirty secret is that most New Agers are miserable and traumatized mm -hmm. people. Um, propped up with very, very low self-esteem. So they're just terrified of anything negative. And they think if you say they're a sinner, that you're being negative. So mm -hmm. they will evangelize you back and let you know if you take this yoga class with them, that you, you'll you feel so much better about yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's just a lie. But um, my friend Andrew Songkrat from The Cultist Show, I filmed a, a video with him because he he uh, witnesses to Mormons. They, mm -hmm. He actually goes to Salt Lake City and goes outside the temple. He's a very brave man. And what he's found is that if you'll pray for someone who's deceived out loud and incorporate the gospel into the prayer and just say the gospel, just say, you know, that Jesus died for us. And, and you could say John 3.16 in the prayer and John 14.6 mm -hmm. in the prayer and say it out loud because the person's defenses are dropped when they're being prayed over. Um, so I think there's just, they have to hear the gospel. You can pray if you can't share it with them. Like I can't share it with my loved ones because I'm blocked from them right now, mm -hmm. physically. Um, you pray that other people, that evangelists that they'll listen to will cross their path. Mm -hmm. And people were praying for me before I was saved. My brother was saved 20 years before me. And he had his whole men's Bible study group praying for me. Wow. And, you know, because I thought I was a Christian, I would listen to Christian radio. I would also listen to Hindu and Buddha and Native American and Celtic goddess radio. I mean, I, I was really into world religions and, mm -hmm. and uh, co-creation, you know, that kind of thing. But I listened to an Alistair Begg radio show two years before I was saved that really cracked my defenses and led me to go back to church and, and uh, at church, uh, I started reading the Bible and that's what led me to read Deuteronomy 18. And, and then I was saved. So, and my, my husband was saved too. Praise the Lord. The next sponsor of today's episode is Caitlin Ashley art. Caitlin is a watercolor artist after my own heart. She does calligraphy, watercolor and custom art commissions for landscapes, venue and home portraits. She also does wedding stationery. Caitlin has everything from stickers to scripture and prayer cards in her shop. I love her stickers because they're perfect for decorating your laptop, water bottles, notebooks, whatever. And those are great reminders for yourself and also good conversation starters with people about faith or politics. My favorite are her politics matter sticker and her sticker that says pursue truth in the age of outrage. I told you, you guys would love Caitlin's work. Check her out at CaitlinAshley.com. That is K 
K-A-I-T-L-Y-N-A-S-H-L-E-E.com. And Caitlin has a special code for Kindled listeners that gives you 15% off your product's order. Use Kindled15 at checkout. Yeah. yeah, that's helpful that you're, you're right, that there is a, uh, a reverse proselytizing that happens when you start sharing that message because, and what's important for people to hear is that um, often uh, at least a large number of people who are caught up in the new age also would identify as Christians. They mm-hmm. would yep. call themselves Christians. They would say, I love Jesus. I know God. Yeah. 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 Good. I'm good. I'm good. Like, I know Jesus died on the cross for my sins and they have no contradiction in their mind that, that, that what they're doing is denying that faith by pursuing a life of good works or positivity or manifestation, all of these things. And so it's really hard. Cause it's like, it, it, it really puts you in this position where you, you ultimately have to kind of, you know, um, either, either say, or pray, like you're saying that, like, praying the truth over someone or, or speaking the truth to them that some of the things that you're engaged in actually, actually are in opposition to God's word. Um, and I'm, I'm certainly not an expert at that either. And I would, I, I do know that for me, I want to err on the side of being in God's word and sharing God's word with them versus my words, because I know that his word is, is what is powerful to save and not mine. But, um, but that's, that's been challenging for me personally, just because it's like, when someone knows that they're miserable and that they don't have the answers, they don't have the truth, they're ready to hear the gospel, you know, but so many in the new age, they think that they already have it. And so it's like, you have to break down first, like, or maybe even just help them kind of see the truth that like, actually you're not as happy as you imagine yourself to be. You're really, you're actually really unwell. Your, your, your life is riddled with anxiety and with fear and you hear voices and, you know, there's all kinds of things going on in your life that if you're honest, I don't think you're as happy as you imagine yourself to be. And then if, uh, you know, I feel like if, if you can help them to see that, um, you can start to get towards the good news, but there's gotta be some bad news before you can have good news that actually matters to them. Right. Like you've got to kind of, you know, what good is Jesus dying on the cross for your sins? If you don't even believe that like there's absolute truth or that we have Mm -hmm. sinned against a righteous and holy God. Um, so I know that that's really challenging and, uh, yeah, I don't know if you have any other commentary on that. You know, this is the, the devil has really, um, kind of bubble wrapped new agers by convincing them that he's not real. There's no such thing as sin, uh, that, um, God is love. He'll just glom on that one verse from mm-hmm. John. Mm-hmm. And so what, so then there's this, what does love mean to you? Well, love means all inclusiveness. It means that people can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Don't make them feel bad. And, and so how do you convince someone they're a sinner when they've got that belief system. It's, it's, it's gotta be God who lifts the veil as second Corinthians goes really into depth that until someone really has that work done by the Holy spirit in God's timing, that the, the message of the cross is foolishness to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how it was to me. I mean, I would hear people say the gospel. I, at first mm-hmm. when I was saved, I was convinced no one had told me the gospel and I was really angry. I was like, wait a minute, no one told me. But then through the years, I was like, oh, I had heard the gospel many times, mm-hmm. but I had denied it because it, you know, I didn't believe that, that it was sin. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe that I was a sinner. I, 
in Christian science, they focus only on Genesis 126 that, mm. um, that were made in the image and likeness of God. And we skipped over Genesis three that said, oh, but you fell. Mm. And so we were taught that we were perfect, whole and complete. And that's what new age churches teach like unity and, uh, and such they teach, you know, you're perfect, whole and complete. Um, God loves you just as you are. God mm -hmm. unconditionally loves you. You're God's gem. You know, that's the kind of things I was teaching in the new age and people followed me because they said I used Christian terms. Well, I did because I thought I was a Christian Haley at my workshops after, after each workshop, I would do a book signing. And so I got to meet the people in the auditorium and probably half of them were wearing crosses on their necks or they were Catholic and they had the crucifix on their neck. Mm -hmm. And so they thought they were at a Christian workshop because I talked about God, Jesus, and angels and Holy spirit too, right. but not in a biblical way. It was all mm -hmm. twisted. I, I was very similar to the new apostolic reformation or prosperity gospel teachers hmm. where it was all about what can God do for you? Yeah. And that, that's not, that's not the question. The question is how can we pray to glorify God? How can we glorify God? Well, we, we, First of all, we know that the Ten Commandments are still for today. And the first two, we violate over and over again, without exception, all of us. But we should not be consciously violating them. So we should not have any other gods before our one holy God, our three-in-one God. Um, so we should not be worshiping the, the idols that you, you find in Buddhism and Hinduism that are in every yoga studio. Um, I had statues. I had dozens and dozens of statues and paintings all around the house, because I was convinced if I had those gods and goddesses on my walls, that they would bring me things like protection and health and wisdom. And, and no, that's not how it works. And then yeah. I was using crystals as idols. I, yoga was an idol to me. I was using essential oils, almost like witches use them thinking, well, if I pour this oil, then I'll get abundance or something like that, you know? So yeah. we have to really watch out for idolatry. That's one of the big stepping stones of the new age that I see in the church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was, that was going to be my next question was what is, what is the most concerning thing you see today uh, inside uh, of churches or, you know, even just Christian communities, whether it be uh, authors or podcasts that, that really is the most concerning aspect to you if, if you could even pinpoint it i don't know if you can yeah. or not but yeah I, i've got my list okay. uh, first of all i want to apologize to the body of christ for my role in ushering in new age into the church um, i know what i did and i just i i rep have repented to god and i apologize if anyone's listening who was led astray by my old work i am mm -hmm. horrified at it but to me, the number one um, new age instrument in the church is the Jesus Calling Books mm -hmm. series. Mm -hmm. uh, more women that I meet get their so-called theology from Jesus Calling Books than they do yeah. from the Bible. And they feel safe. Um, and I'm sure Sarah Young doesn't, I hope she doesn't know what she's doing. Um, I pray for her daily. I ask everyone to pray for her. Um, she puts just the, the name and the chapter and the verse at the bottom of each page of the so-called daily devotionals. She, so she might say Habakkuk two one, but she doesn't write out what it says. It's just, she's, she's probably 
banking on that no one will go check and compare Habakkuk 2.1 to what she's actually said Jesus said. Mm-hmm. When I was in the new age, Haley, I thought I was channeling Jesus. I thought I was channeling God. I thought I was channeling angels. And the messages were so sweet and loving and empowering. That's a new age word and made you feel like a million bucks and just made you feel so good about yourself. And it was all positivity. And it wasn't Jesus, it wasn't angels, it wasn't God, because God is the same yesterday, today and forever. And Sarah Young in her Jesus Calling books is contradicting what God said in the Bible, which is impossible. Mm-hmm. And, and she's got scripture, just, it, again, she doesn't write it out, but she's just got the, the chapter, the, the verse, the title, you know, the book, chapter and verse name. Mm-hmm. And if someone takes the time to look that up and compare what she said, they'll be shocked that mm-hmm. uh, often it says the opposite of what she just said. Um, wow. We're not God's buddy. We're not Jesus's girlfriend. You know, we're not, we don't have these little spirit guides who want to wish, grant our wishes with us. It's not like that. Only the devil paints that picture. And if we follow that, we will end up in hell if we're not saved for eternity. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sounding the alarm so urgently because I was hell bound before Mm -hmm. God's grace and mercy saved me through my faith in Jesus. And if people are not saved, if they have a false conversion, they're professing Christian without a real conversion, they're, you know, it's like the rich man and Lazarus story that Jesus told. There's no hope for them after they die. Right. I know that's upsetting if people have lost people who were not saved. It's upsetting to me. My dad died last year. I don't know where he is. It could be like the thief on the cross at the last minute. He could have accepted Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, he could be suffering in hell right now. And he was a super, super sensitive man. That's why he rejected going to church because he he felt like he was too sensitive to handle hearing this truth. But uh, to think of this highly sensitive kind of, he was kind of an autistic man uh, to be in hell right now. I mean, it's just heartbreaking. And so I, I'm going to offend people by saying the gospel and telling them to knock off the new age tools. It's the devil's tools, burn them. If you have any of my old products, burn them, get rid of them, stop the yoga classes. The yoga is not just stretching. It's not just exercise. It's worshiping deities. It's mimicking your body to worship deities, the sun salutations, Virabhadrasana, the warrior one, two, and three, you're mimicking a demon from Hinduism who was a murderer. You're actually acting out a murder scene through Virabhadrasana. Knock it off. I don't care if you listen to scripture music while you're doing yoga. You can't redeem yoga like you can't redeem a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. There's non-yoga stretching. Our friend Caitlin Engelbert has a YouTube channel with free videos called non-yoga stretching. She's mm-hmm. a former quote, holy yoga, which is an Mm. oxymoron, holy yoga teacher, who she was convicted by the Holy Spirit that you can't do. There's no such thing as holy yoga. There's no such thing as Christian Mm. yoga. And so now she, she teaches for free on YouTube. Uh, Caitlin Engelbert's her name. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. She's someone to tuck away because um, all of us fighting against this new age deception, we, um, we need people to hear this. Yeah. I want to take a second to introduce you to one of my sponsors, and that is my friend Lacey Baumiller with The 5-Minute Meal. Lacey teaches women that long-term weight loss is a byproduct of healthy, sustainable habits, not short-term fad diets. 
If you follow me on Insta, you've likely seen that I've been on my own health journey to create more sustainable and healthy habits. So I could not agree with Lacey Moore. Her five minute meal will teach you a simple weekly meal planning system that will simplify mealtime, save you from the overwhelm of wondering what to make for dinner every night and help you prepare nutritious meals that will move the needle on your health goals and your entire family will love. To download the five minute meal plan with recipes, shopping lists, and a step-by-step process to make it all happen, just scroll down in the show notes of this episode and click the link to go to Lacey's website. It's completely free. And bonus, anyone who downloads will get a 15 minute pantry audit where Lacey will teach you how to stock your pantry to make this process effortless. Just simply scroll down on the show notes of this episode to click the link and download your five minute meal plan today. Well, right. And you're just bringing up a good point that we cannot redeem. We should not try to redeem, uh, that which Christ died to save us from like that is completely counterintuitive. Now, of course, God is going to redeem those things, us from those things, like out of those things, but not for them, you know? And, and I've said that about, you know, my experience with the Enneagram, it's like, he redeemed me out of the Enneagram, but he didn't redeem it for me to keep using it. Like it is not, you know, it is, it it goes against his word in so many ways, the whole worldview that it was created from the fact that it was, you know, channeled from automatic writing and all kinds of things that, are just now today so easy to find really leaves us us without excuse to continue to engage with these tools that ultimately is just idolatry, like you said, and it's us making these little gods um, and making something higher than God because, and and what's so interesting, um, and I continue to to see this be something that is a stumbling block for friends that continue to engage with certain things like that is it's helpful. They, They say, but it helped me, but it helped my marriage or it helped my relationship. I can't reconcile why would something be helpful to me if it's not from God? How could it have helped my marriage? And you're telling me it's from a demon. I just, I'm going to have to ask Jesus about that. I don't understand, you know, and I've heard this before. Um, what would you say to that? Yeah. People write me all the time and say, but your angel cards help me. Uh-huh. They're accurate. That's not biblical litmus test. Yeah. And I mean, drug addicts say drugs help them. So <laughs> right. well, and they, they do in the sense that like, they help them not have withdrawals, you know, but it yeah. doesn't mean it's good to use. No, no. Right. I'm sh- yeah. So, and, and the other thing that's related to this is people tell me they do these prayers of protection and that just, it just floors me, but I understand it because I used to do those. I used to probably teach prayers of protection. You can't pray for God to protect you from something that he's condemned as a sin against him. doesn't yeah. work that way. Yeah. I mean, the demons might surround you, Because the bottom line is that the devil will mix truth with lies. He'll put a little sugar in with his poison Mm. to make it palatable because he knows if he just gave you poison, you would just say, "Uh uh-uh, no way. But if he gives you some sugar and says, oh, I'll help you to manifest your soulmate, your life purpose, I will help you with your marriage and your health, then that's that's what hooks us in and makes us addicted to Enneagram, addicted to angel cards, addicted to yoga. And like any addiction, it's really, really stuff, really tough to stop until we recognize that it's causing more harm than good. I mean, we are to glorify God. You, if, if you just want to stop and think, how is the Enneagram glorifying God? It's not, it's glorifying people. So it's yeah. the opposite of what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. How is 
yoga glorifying God. It's not, it's glorifying yourself and your body and your upper arms and, you know, mm -hmm. showing off that you can do a headstand. Uh, it's, it's not glorifying God. The, these practices of idolatry, there's a reason that they're condemned through from Genesis to revelation and why that alarm that is sounded by God through the Bible says, you're not going to go into heaven unless you repent and mm -hmm. come back to me. The mm -hmm. prophets in the Old Testament, all the prophets said throughout was repent and mm -hmm. come back to God's covenant. Now right. we're in the new covenant and Acts 16 and Acts 19 show that it's still continuing the 10 commandments to not have gods before our God and not to have idols and, and really be careful of what you worship. Yeah, that's so true. And I, I had, I just kind of flashed back to, um, a time before, um, I knew that yoga was, you know, antithetical to God's word. I, I would go to hot yoga classes. And of course, you know, as you know, there's just so much spirituality mixed in with this, with that particular workout that you cannot avoid it. You can't avoid it. It's the names, it's the postures. It is, you know, a lot of times the teachers are, really practicing it in, in depth themselves and, and actually promoting the worldview in the class. Like the, you know, the whole namaste, uh, I would go to one that what she would always say, you know, the God in me recognizes the God in you, um, something like that. And of course, at the time I didn't agree with that. I wouldn't say it. I would just be like, this is dumb, but I was just, it was foolish and unwise to take part. That was that Deuteronomy verse that you mentioned earlier, like have no part in this and me trying to benefit physically or get a good workout or get my endorphins up, uh, by, by doing something that is dishonoring to God and even just supporting people that are, that are actually following the devil. If there's not a justification there, just cause I'm getting some physical benefit, just cause my muscles are getting worked out or cause I worked up a sweater. I burned calories. That's not a justification for me to sin against God. And, and that's what you're saying too, with the Enneagram is, you know, there's going to be maybe a physical benefit or, or even a psychological benefit, or maybe you feel really seen or understood in your personality, but it's still not a justification to sin against God. And, and that's just what, that's the hard truth that I think a lot of people are not, not ready to hear and don't want to hear, and they don't like that. And it rubs them the wrong way. But I mean, there is, there is, um, you know, there's freedom, there's freedom from that. And, and look at, your life, like freedom from that deception. And, um, and I know that no part of you would want to go back to that life, even no. with all the, the physical benefits or whatever you might've had at that time. No, I would never go back. It's, it's really interesting. Like you said earlier, Haley, that I seem to have had it all back then. I mean, I got standing ovations at every auditorium, the thousands mm -hmm. of people would be standing up. I'd, I'd walk down the street. People would ask for my autograph and my photo and, and, and celebrities would come to my house. If you knew the names of the celebrities who would come to me, you'd, you'd fall over probably, and you probably wouldn't, but yeah. you know, some, yeah. some people would be impressed. And, and I just had this real rock star lifestyle, mm -hmm. um, but I was always seeking and never finding. It was always one more mountain to climb, one more mountain to climb, one more mountain to climb. And I thought I was happy, but looking back, it was very superficial. Mm -hmm. I would never, ever go back to that. Um, I wish I could rewind the clock and have raised my children Christian. You mm -hmm. know, my, my deep sorrow is that I raised my children in the new age. And by the time I converted, they were already 
well into their adulthood in their forties. And, Mm -hmm. and, um, and so it's up to God, whether they're going to be saved or not, they've certainly Mm -hmm. heard the gospel and yeah, the rest is up to God. But, um, you know, if any young mothers or dads are, are listening right now, I just, please don't let your kids get involved in yoga. I have a hour long video. That's an investigative report that I did with, um, two, with a former yoga teacher, um, that looked at the serious effects of yoga on children, including mm-hmm. nightmares and bedwetting and mm-hmm. trouble in school. Um, it's just, don't get your kids involved in this hocus pocus. Don't get them involved in Jesus calling or angel cards or yeah. any of that stuff. Cause that's, it's going to lead to them having demonic oppression. Like I had as a child mm-hmm. and yeah, and- well, and like they, they are exposed to, you know, I, I, ideas, beliefs, ideologies that might not mean anything to them yet, but prepare and set the stage for other people to come in and define those for them. Like when I would do yoga, I remember them always mentioning, you know, dropping little keywords like mindfulness or oneness or ascension or whatever. And I was old enough to to recognize that and go like, I don't, I don't believe in that. I'm just here for a workout. But if you are young enough, if you're not discerning, and I obviously wasn't as discerning as I should have been because I was still doing it. But if you are, if you are not aware of what those things mean, um, that really opens the door and kind of, um, familiarizes you you with them in a way that makes them seem like they're harmless and your friend. And, um, and I think it's just, it's so foolish and unwise, um, at the end of the day to really, it's like, for what, like, for what, why you can work out, you can stretch, you can do, um, you can do all kinds of things that achieve ultimately the physical aspect that you're trying to get from those things without engaging with the darkness spiritually, that is obviously very present. Yeah. Um, That's what, that's why there's no such thing as holy volleyball or, mm, you know, Christian baseball, or, I mean, there's Christian baseball players, but they only stick that name holy and Christian on things that are apostate that are sinful. So they make, you know, Christian, so-called Christian Enneagram, so-called Christian astrology, so-called Christian witchcraft, so-called Christian yoga, because it's, it's the devil's marketing to try to make Christians feel safe. And it doesn't work that way. You know, if you have to, if you have to call it Christian, it's not Christian, (laughs) you know, like if it is is truly of God, just, uh, yeah. Like ask why it would need that qualifier on the front. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, well, do you have any encouragement for people as we're closing out who, uh, you know, are maybe perhaps in churches or, uh, you know, or places that are leaning towards, or, you know, if they're, if they're like, I was a few years ago, stuck in a church that is teaching them the Enneagram or whatever, um, what words of advice and wisdom would you give to those people? Yeah. Um, well, there's encouragement because of the letters I get from people on Instagram direct. That's how people can get a hold of me. It's very slow process. Um, I'm the only one receiving mail and answering, and I'm pretty busy person. And there's a lot of mail that comes in, but the trends I noticed. So, um, when I first was converted, um, it was 90% hate mail and Hmm. 10% encouragement and, in there mixed in was some people going, I don't think you're really saved. And I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I was real sloppy in my theology in the beginning, admittedly, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know until I read the whole Bible and keep reading that still learning and growing as we all are, we're still all being sanctified. Yeah. Um, but now my mail Haley has shifted just, what is this four years later? And so now 90% of the letters I get are from people saying I'm leaving the new age. Jesus has called me out. 
when and people saying to me, they're apologizing to me, even though I don't need that, it's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'm sorry I cussed you out when you first converted. I'm sorry <laughs> I, I made this nasty post about you on right. social media. Wow. Now I now I understand because Jesus mm-hmm. called me out and people writing to me wanting help, you know, okay, I left the new age. What do I do next? And mm-hmm. that's so exciting to me. It's just mm-hmm. praise the Lord for saving people while there's still time. Yeah. I mean, just stay encouraged. Remember the thief on the cross. Five minutes before his, de- his death, he proclaimed Jesus as his Lord. And Jesus said to him, today, you will be with me in paradise. Mm-hmm. So there's always hope as long as someone's alive and breathing. Keep praying for your deceived loved ones. Don't give yeah. up on them. My brother prayed for me for 20 years. Yeah. And uh, he didn't give up. And thank you, Ken, for praying for me. I love you, brother, always. Um, so just, you know, like I said, just keep praying. Yeah, man. So encouraging. Yeah, it's so true. The thief on the cross is I'm so thankful that that is in the Bible because that mm-hmm. shows us it is not our works or years of accumulated works that save us. It is it is belief in Jesus Christ as our savior. And that that's all we need. Amen. Man, well, thank you so much, Doreen. Where, where can people find you online and connect with you and, and stay, um, you know, connected with all the work that you're doing? Oh, thanks. Well, I have a website, DoreenVirtue.com. Uh, my Instagram is where I post uh, links to my videos and Instagram stories. Um, so that's just Instagram, Doreen Virtue. And people can send me messages there. Like I said, please have patience. If I don't write you back right away, don't take it personally. It's just, you know, a backlog of, of letters, but I do my best to write everyone back as soon as I can. Yeah. Okay, great. Thanks again for your time today. It's been great to chat with you. Thank you, Haley. God bless you and all your listeners. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that conversation was truly encouraging and uplifting to you. I know it was to me. It's one that I could listen to over and over. Again, as I mentioned before, I strongly encourage you to check out Doreen's book, Deceived No More, if you want to read her full testimony, and it's uh, it's certainly worth the detail she provides there. The only other thing I have to say is that if you are inside our Patreon community, you will be hearing from me Friday with a new Firestarters episode. And if you'd like to join that community, you can learn more at patreon.com slash kindled podcast. And uh, for $10 a month, you can join us there getting bonus episodes in addition to this Monday podcast uh, every single week. So again, that is patreon.com slash kindled podcast. All right, guys, I will see you next Monday.